Welcome to Show Center, the air show podcast. I'm out of work air show announcer Matt Jolly. Joined as always by out of work air show announcer Rick Peterson, now air. real estate mogul and occasionally employed Rob Ryder. And Steph Strickland. Here. Stephanie Strickland joining us now as well. We're glad hey. everybody could make it. <laughs> to our first show in October, the month of October, there's a lot going on in October, and yes. uh, we're not going to talk about any of it for various reasons, but well, we are. Wash and we'll we'll skim over some of the biggies. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into some cool stuff that that has happened and that will happen. So that's cool. How about a little yeah. prop wash for us, Ricky P? What do you yeah. have? Well, it's, it's it, it is interesting to know that we're getting back into things. Bigger shows coming up. Uh, of course, swings over Houston drive-in format again, and Alliance Fort Worth uh, they're doing the drive-in format thing again, and that seems to be working, which is cool and within all the guidelines. And the Lockheed Martin Air and Space Show at the end of this Halloween weekend, which should make it very, very interesting when it comes to mask wearing. But it's uh, it's coming up at uh, Orlando at the end of the month. And those are the big ones that are still on the books, which is good news as we creep even closer now to looking ahead to the next season and the now virtual is the wrong word, digital um, convention, the ICAST convention now. The official word has come out since we last spoke to you that uh, it will not be happening in Las Vegas, but we're all going to be uh, drinking it up together from our own homes. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. that's going to be a, a, a first, I think, to have a digital uh, international air show uh, convention, international council of air shows convention. And yeah. not only is it uh, is it sounding like it's going to be well well produced. I mean, they've they're bringing in some big talent for this. Uh, but it sounds it sounds like it it's actually going to be a viable means of of you know getting business for 2021, which I know we all need. And I think that when you look at the technology, and Steph and, and Rob, you can speak to this as well because we've all been diving into this since the socially distant air show way back when all this began. The technology we're all getting used to, and you can do an awful lot of things more. Uh, digitally when it comes to getting the important information we're going to need to get out this year about how things are changing and the way things might be and all the experts that we have to get in order at the ICAST level to be accessible to you. Uh, this might be easier to do from home and that you can be in other places. You can get into these, uh, these areas virtually uh, with just a click of the mouse, basically. Right, Steph? Absolutely. They put a lot of thought into the back end of it, the part that no one's ever going to see, which is the software system that will run everything. And so, you know, for a lot of folks, you, you talk to people, they'll bring a team of two, maybe an air show will bring two people, smaller air shows, just bringing one um, and, and to try to split your time to make it to all the, the panels and the information sessions that you want to hit becomes a real challenge. So you divide and conquer, you do the best you can. Well, in this situation, you can check in on something, uh, live, you can get questions answered in real time, or you can come back after the fact and check it out, which doesn't happen in a face-to-face -face convention. Make no mistake, everybody prefers and wants a face-to-face -face convention. This is just what they have to do because of the current um, rules and regulations in Nevada. And I want to point out, too, Stephanie Strickland, who is a, 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 just a, a force to be reckoned with in the air show industry. We're so lucky to have her because she just loves Thanks, doing man. this. But but you you have been working for uh, uh, some big names here lately doing uh, just this. Uh, these these would include Google. I don't know who all we can talk about. 
Um, even God himself oh, yeah. has hired you to do some Zoom calls. <laughs> and it's it's just terrific the way that the way you're working through this. And, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to hear you uh, having a vote of confidence for this digital it, convention that we're doing. I do. They, they ha- they've really put a lot of thought into it. And I also do work in the uh, cloud computing world. So with Dell Technologies, Intel, um, Google, VMware Engine, things like that. And so I've had a chance to really see how this all comes together and what works and what doesn't. And obviously, you know, happy to um, offer some some opinions when requested and just help do the heavy lifting because I think all of us have to just at this point get on board and and make this thing work and really look forward to getting back together in person in 2021, right? So it's just making the best with the situation that's in front of us, just like everyone's been doing all year long in the airshow industry. And I think that it's going to be helpful as well as we uh, get closer to the time and and the education sessions are mapped out in terms of those times and the ability of uh, delegates to attend uh, more than one, even if they can't be at one, if they say they're concurrent sections that they wanted to be at, they can go back and get them on demand. Plus, plus the exhibit hall hours, I think we'll be able to set up a deal where once the jet team schedules for 2022 are set, as we start working on that season working ahead we can actually have our own virtual booths and uh, have appointments set with possible shows and contacts that we need to make for that season yep exactly that's the plan yeah it's going to work and um and it's it's going to be different and yet so much of the same things will be there from keynote speakers to others and more details on uh, getting registered and all of that are coming out uh, i would think any day now from icast and uh, and we look forward to that. I want to talk a little bit because this is this was big a big thing that we did. We saw a change in it, and both Rob and Stephanie were involved in this, Rick, uh, down at Oceana, where we saw this virtual air show, but actually with live actors for the first time. Uh, walk us through this. Uh, the 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 two of you were there, and what what were your thoughts moving forward on this type of format? Well, I'll start if, if if it's all right. I got a call from Corky Erie, who has been organizing that show, as well as Fleet Week on the East Coast for a number of years. He's a former F-14 Tomcat driver. And Corky called me up and said, we still want to do something. I said, you want to do a television thing? He said, yeah. I said, okay, the first thing you do, and this is honest to goodness, I said, first thing you do is you call Jeff Lee at Live Air Show TV because they're the guys that can put it on. And then when that took over, they reached out to you, Steph. I was so excited. I have, I work for air shows directly and for the show producers. This was actually my first gig where I was hired by live air show TV. And it was so fun to kind of come back into that fold and to work with everybody and with you, Rob. And I didn't realize how much I needed to hear jet noise (laughs) until I was out there. And my heart was so happy. And it just really drove home for me for folks who just live and breathe our industry that everyone's in the same situation and, you know, just doing their best to get through this year. It was incredible. It was so much fun. It was incredibly windy, punishing winds, guys. I just don't even know. I I mean, it was remarkably windy, but we did it. And it was just a joy to see and to, to have a chance to be on that iconic base and just to see what they bring to the table and, you know, to the Navy. It was just um, it, it blew my mind in such a good way. And I had such a nice time in part, Rob, because you make it very easy, right? You, you, oh, know, you do, you do, you do the heavy lifting and I get to get out there and, um, you know, have some fun and, and run around. And so it was just, it was a great team. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I, 
And I certainly want to make sure that we mention Jeff Lee, his son Brian Lee, who worked his tail off. Craig McCachron, who was also working as producer-director. Philip Hurst was there, and their entire technical crew. Uh, the winds, as you said, Stephanie, were intense, and uh, we lost our skydivers. We lost some warbirds from the uh, uh, Military Air Museum there in uh, near Virginia Beach. But we did end up with a terrific show with an air power demonstration. Uh, the coordination i thought steph and i think you i'll let you comment on this uh, coordination between the television crew which actually became the driver of this and the air boss uh ed chandler stalker uh to make it all work and timing i think we only had one segment one little bit where we got out of time uh for the per the format wouldn't you say it's, it's a dance, and to see my, you know, 20-plus years in the TV news business come to fruition in an air show setting, it's the first time I've ever seen it done like this. I, of course, loved it. We, it was produced like a newscast, a four-hour-long newscast. There was, however, this glaring moment of, I don't know what in the name of God people were thinking, but Steph, you were there on the set uh, Rob was there, comfortably seated and jacketed, uh, seasonally dressed for the cold weather. Oh, you gosh. were not. And somehow, Corky is the one that came and gave you his jacket. And not <laughs> our illustrious Rob. What was up with that, Rob? In, in fairness, I refuse to take it. I will defend oh, Rob on this. Thank you. He, he <laughs> so, so there you go, Rick. So oh. don't be me. Don't be mean to me. He offered it. I refused to take it. But I will tell you, we all went out to dinner later that night. And I was like, give me your jacket. Yeah. Like, I will take it now. And he was like, okay. There were five of us at dinner and two jackets. And we're passing them around among Not everybody. Every 10 so, minutes. Every yeah, 10 we minutes, had to we moved them around. Otherwise, we would have had to wait an hour to sit inside someplace, and we liked the restaurant. Right. Well, it's it's and been we, the year of of this. I mean, it really has it been. Has. It's been the year yeah. of. You know, Rick, go, go ahead and jump in there. But I I just wanted to point out it, it, these service providers, uh, and I know Jay Rabbit was involved in this at some level. Yes. I saw his team there. Uh, this has been the year of service. Mark providers. McGinn with onboard images. Right. Yeah. Onboard stuff. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. No, you're, you're right, Matt, and uh, and they, they're perfecting it as they go along to where this is going to be another thing that we're going to come out of, and it'll be talked about at the convention. This is another thing that can be done, you know, and, and, and another way of doing things. God forbid this thing drags on any longer as far as COVID goes and, and whatnot. But there are other ways to do things successfully. I noticed, too, to talk to the marketing of all of this and the business aspect of it, that Corky and the team at Oceana got their sponsors in. The sponsors were as happy as they were, you know, during a real event. And all of that is so important as you build this business model, too, to do what it does and, and promote the Navy primarily and the uh, uh, additional uh, footage that was done and the stories that were told behind the scenes, uh, see, uh, the scenes rather, of what goes on at Oceana were very important and well done. Well, and that's produced. not perishable fruit. I mean, we've been we've been talking about this and talking about this in our industry that there there needs to be a, a more enhanced media element on it. And I know the three of us and Steph have have been singing this song now for quite some time, and I yes, I, I, I feel like we're finally starting to get the light shed on it and that people are, are starting to understand that, hey, wait a minute, I can run this story six months from now or eight months from now. And the recruiting piece of that for the American military is is huge. But but that aside, 
if you're a civilian air show and you spend the money on this, not only are your sponsors going to be happy, but you yourself will have mission mission material to tell your story the rest of the year, whether it's STEM or STEAM or whatever you're trying to do to further the cause and, and bring people's awareness of aviation into view. This is a great tool for that, and it's, it does not expire with the no, closing of your show. And there's one other aspect of it that we have not been able to see in our business, and that is the pilots who fly don't have faces in our business. But because of the way we were able to do the show, Michael Gooley and Scott Francis, Zero and, uh, oh gosh, Steph, who's the other? And Syndrome. Syndrome, the, the pilots who flew, we were able to interview and people gave now had they know what Scott Francis looks like. They know what Michael Goulian looks like. They they see zero and syndrome, not in their flight helmets with their fancy Oakley visors, but with with a face that we can see. And that is something that's been desperately missing in our business that we are finally able to 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 highlight. Exactly. Well, well done. By the way, we want to get this word out there. Uh, we are looking for a new sponsor on this show. We've been talking about sponsors today. We are looking for a new sponsor. We're working out sort of the details of how we can help performers right now who are, uh, who are struggling. And I, I mean, I just lost my last air show of the season yesterday. So stuff oh, is still I'm, falling. I'm, sorry. I'm up to three cancellations for, next year. For next year. And so what, oh. we realize that. And so look, we're, we're, we're working on something, and I think it's going to come together here very soon uh, with the yes. three of us where we can have some performer uh, spaces, some, you know, as well as potential sponsorships from, from shows and larger events. So we're working. We want to make this your show and the voice of the industry, if you will, uh, in audio form because nobody wants to see the three of us on TV. That's right. We'll leave that to Steph. So, <laughs> That's right. so we're working. That's right. I want to put this out there, too. We, we're having, uh, Rick and I talked about it briefly, but we're having a, I think we did offline, we're having a, a rehearsal, and it's open to anybody in the industry, any ICAST member, and I mean any ICAST member, uh, can come yep. to it October the 17th, right there at Terra Field, outside of Atlanta, just south of Atlanta. It's right by the Atlanta Motor Speedway. They've done this before, and it was a lot of fun. It worked out well. And we're inviting everybody that wants to come down to this rehearsal October the 17th. Just get there. There's no fee. Uh, there's nobody charging for their expertise, whether it's coaching or the, the aces that will be there. And, I mean, there's some major talent that is, that is planning to be there. So hell, we, we should go just to, I mean, yeah, we should. We, well, Luke Carrico will be there here just to practice, you know, Luke, right. Luke will be there. Uh, I'll be there. And we're, we're having, uh, we have a support trailer that, that was there last time. Jerry McCart had his, his big jet truck, wicked Willie uh, support truck out there. And so it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just a great time. Greg Koontz will be there. I got to tell you, it was fun to be there and just watch a lot of the performers who did show up and fly, uh, just have a good time and they weren't necessarily flying their whole routine but they were trying stuff that they wanted to you know experiment with it's an open box so ground air acts anybody it announcers anybody who wants to show up producers here's good a chance to see some acts come on out yeah. and just you know come out and enjoy yourself october 17th o there at october Terrafield. 17th we can't right. open it up to spectators and you will see you will see matt jolly's Brand new multi-million dollar travel coach. The Itasca. 
the I is it called an I does it have a name the I cask Navion Navion yeah the Navion multi million dollar if it runs Navion if it runs I'll be there my new does thirteen year old motorhome yes it's multi dozen dollars is what it yeah multi dozen dollar sorry I there was I got typos there's too many O's on this thing I see there we go Wayne Wayne stepping in there yeah. Uh, by the way, I got to see uh, Wayne. I got to see the boss. We had dinner the other night. He and Carolyn. It was a lot of fun. And Adam Glowalski, ICAS's uh, marketing man, was there. We were all for the. Right. It was all for the arsenal of democracy. We had a we had a great we had a great time, and uh, a lot of fun. We got, I didn't get to see Rob there at the arsenal of democracy, but uh, which was kind of I I don't know. I mean, it was it was a lot. Of, we got to do all of the ramp up. And you know, Warbird pilots, they love to wear their flight suits, right? They got to wear their flight suits. They got to go out to dinner in the flight suits. They got to do all of that fun stuff. And then it rained and, yeah. and, and just nobody got to fly. So that was a shame. But, but they, they still managed to gather up some interesting video, which right. they're all starting to throw up now again. And this is what we talk about. In the, well, in the broadcast went. Lives on forever. Right. The broadcast too. The broadcast yeah. went. That was the, the only thing that got to go during the Arsenal of Democracy. But what a tremendous effort. Uh, by all of those museums and all of those volunteer organizations that, that put it on. I mean, it was just tremendous. I, I really, I got to tell you, I was standing there at, um, at both airports and just kind of had to slow down a little bit and, and, and look because I don't know when that's going to happen again. I don't yeah. know when we'll see that many types of aircraft and people gathered uh, from, that, from that era again. I mean, it was just really remarkable. And in case you Our haven't Harvard seen radio it. thing of yours would would you'd have like three years of content from oh, that. Oh, I know. Moment. Like what? Yeah, that's right. Somebody really ought to do this. Start a radio station for just warbirds. <laughs> Be great. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, but it was that's it was the way we've always done it. Yeah, it was really right. great though. It really was fun, and it was it was tremendous to see all of that. I just wish that they had had their big moment in the sun. You know. Before we go. Um, I would like to bring in something that is, um, we have to acknowledge uh, a Canadian performer uh, who tragically lost his life this week in a non-airshow related uh, incident. Hannah Lee was with him too, but Ken Fowler, uh, one of the mentors in our business, certainly to an awful lot of Canadian pilots, a son, Kyle, who's coming along and one of the rising stars in, in our industry now. Uh, sadly uh, lost his life this week and we just we just wanted to send our condolences to the family, Wendy. Kyle, his brothers, and all the grandchildren and everyone else, too. It's just incredibly sad up on this side of the border right now. Uh, his funeral is today. Uh, that'll be what I'm going to attend virtually again online after we finish here. But uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Ken and his family. Well, not only on, well, on your it, side it of the border, also, but here. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So we, our air show at Oregon International has um, hired Team Rocket uh, because of their outstanding night show and just what tremendous people they are. And so... Um, to hear, and I've known Ken for many, many years before before even Kyle was in the business of flying air shows, um, and it's just you know a really, really hard uh, kick to the gut. Uh, Wendy is surrounded by people who love her today. Um, she's got you know a tremendous support. I talked to Kyle the other day, and all of these well wishes and all of the phone calls, and there's a lot of you who listen to this podcast who have reached out to the family. Um, and it, it means the world to them. So it is an incredibly challenging time for them, and we just send them all of our love. I heard of a flyover 
that was being organized up in um, the North Dakota area. Uh, in fact, oh. that would be videoed and sent. I mean, and, and Rick, I say that because there's a lot of folks uh, just south of your border that uh, truly, truly love that family. And uh, we're all in it, um, all in it with you today. So, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah. Not a not a not a good thing to uh, to have to talk about. But I, but, you know, when tragedy strikes this industry, uh, and I think I think everybody knows what I'm talking about here. There there truly is an outpouring of love. And uh, that's that's how we get through it. It's family, my friend. It's it is fam family. That's why yeah, I, I poke fun at Rob for not lending his jacket to our group, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie you know, I, I would I would uh, tag on to that uh, one one thing, and that because this aviation business is so unforgiving. Uh, and people who are in it understand what other people are going through as they push their airplanes and their bodies up there toward the, and I hate to say this, at the edge of the envelope, whatever. When they really push the limits on these planes and their bodies, uh, there, is a, there is a closeness that happens, I think, more quickly than in other businesses because of the life and death nature of what goes on. And I think that makes the family aspect of what we have even stronger than in other, uh, other areas of life. And why that, that and why that convention coming up is so important. We get together for a weekend, put together the next year, but we don't have that worry in our minds when we all gather in December and then look forward to well, living our lives is the way I like to put it. As much as I hate Las Vegas, I love going to the convention. I mean, I, I really am disappointed this year that we can't do it because I feel the same. I just, it just yeah, we're going to miss it. some stories for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I look forward to seeing Rick there every year, get angry at, at somebody. <laughs> get, get all spooled up you know in this year oh my god this year oh it would have been it would have been terrific but uh, that's not going to happen so now i i have a question about january uh, maybe you know rick what about the northeast council of air shows and the other uh area uh, councils that We're not uh, have sure what the what the regionals are doing at this point uh, but the cool thing about this convention is you could almost run the regionals concurrently when you're doing something digitally the way this is being planned so we may see that i don't know i'm 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 not speaking for any of them i can't really but I think the opportunity is there that um, some of these sessions that we've always had at the tail end, uh, you know, where we've all been sitting there wanting to get back to the bar where an awful lot of the uh, business is done uh, and our regional gatherings at the major event at ICAS, I think those things could be expanded now and perhaps the regionals could be done that way or there's plans, it's still a ways off that maybe they can get them done in January or February, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that'd be fun, but I, I'm not holding my breath at this point. I'd uh, well, it, it, you know, we, we, we are here, we have adapted, we have, we have attempted to, to overcome this, this, uh, this trial, but this year, this year has just been a kick in the pants and yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021. Rick, you said you, you touched we on could, something. We could, we could, we could actually not turn the, uh, the hands of time back, uh, in a, in a week or so at this time of year, perhaps we should just turn it forward a few months and start. <laughs> well, that would be well, good. Right. I mean, you, you touched on something and you said that, uh, and I don't want to end on a, on a depressing note, but you said you'd lost three shows for 2021. And yes. are these canceled or are they, they postponed or, or is it just a hard they're, off? They're not going to go ahead with them. And it is, uh, in some cases, it is, I think it's all COVID related in that uh, in one case, uh, the, the Moose Jaw Air Show, for example, the home of the Snowbirds, 
it isn't related to the snowbirds. It isn't related to uh, COVID directly, but the tempo and the military and all that has gone on this past year, it may not be the the wisest choice to go ahead with that one. Uh, the other two in British Columbia are up in the oil patch. There's uh, there's all sorts of economic reasons for that that are compounded by COVID, and then uh, and in one case, uh, construction project and and uh, reparations done to the airport that have been delayed because of COVID things that are now going to end up in the middle of perhaps the air show season, and uh, overall. Uh, some aren't willing to take the risk right now, the financial risks of the we don't know yet and going after the sponsorship. So these are the uh, reasons we need to be at the convention. These are the kinds of things that will be addressed at the convention, sponsorships, the likelihood of it, what the uh, forecast is going to look like for health reasons in, in a changing time. Uh, but again, all the more reason to make sure that you're there uh, come December to get answers to some of these questions and and plan uh, what you're going to do in this upcoming season, or as Rob pointed out too, uh, with the jet schedules being put out two years ahead for what's going to happen in 2022 as well. You need to be there. All of life's mysteries will be unveiled. It's going to be fun. Steph, uh, how can folks hire you if they if they would like some media consultation, if they want uh, your area of expertise to be you know, a little closer to their home? How, how can they get out and, and reach you? Because you're always so gracious to us, but we don't we don't often talk about this. How, how can they do well, that? That's, that's nice. I actually did not prepare an answer for that. I appreciate you asking. Um, one of the easiest ways, I think, to get in touch with me is through the ICAST directory. So my email is listed in there. It's stephanie at projectinfrared.com. Um, but you can find, find it there in the ICAST directory. And obviously, uh, I get a lot of contacts on social media. I use Facebook the least, um, but I'm I'm out there on really all platforms. Yeah, you're always um, finding and, the new one. I mean, what what is the new one right now? Because I can't keep up with it. Every time you, I'm like, when is TikTok? TikTok. Your yeah. is Twitch. Yeah, like, when is this okay. going to be mainstream? None of, <laughs> so. none of these are new, and don't we we have to? I, of course, TikTok being embroiled in um, yes. you know, sort of the the spat with the United States, but at the end. Uh, or with the administration, I should say. Um, what I what I can say is that, uh, like it or not, TikTok is still very hot, and aviation content is incredibly popular there. Um, you know, my advice with the jet demo teams and the folks who, under DOD regulations, can't use TikTok on their personal phones is to have, you know, what I call a sandbag phone. So it's a phone that serves one purpose only, and that is to, you know, use TikTok and then you put it away and you don't take it with you any place it doesn't need to be. Um, iPhones and, and smart, particularly on the Android ecosystem, those phones are in some cases even less expensive and will do the job just fine. Um, you know, you, you don't have to have a $1,300 phone to produce great TikTok content. And it reaches the very demographic that we are all excited about, um, which is, you know, sort of, we know how to keep people coming once we get them. The issue is getting people to show up, and that's where that platform really shines right now. But just like everything, let's talk again in six months because the landscape in social yes. media changes incredibly <laughs> quickly, right? And that's what makes it so oh, yeah. fun and dynamic, and that's why I love what I do. I just I, I do enjoy it so much, like figuring out how these different platforms work, how they integrate together, who's a, the right fit for what. It's It brings me joy. I love it. I would yeah. rather I would rather shove bamboo under my fingernails than... <laughs> have to deal with that i'm so thankful for you because 
you crotchety old curmudgeon. I'm telling you, <laughs> That's right. I, I want you nothing to do with any you, of that stuff. Just, oh man, you I have a shell. Something to throw toward Matt, George right now. <laughs> Matt, you have a shell like a freaking armadillo. I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tank puppy. You know. What do you What do you think of that, Boggs? I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> that was really good. Right. All did right. You, did you just use a cattle prod on the piano player? Seems to be missing in action. I'm telling you, poor guy. Oh my gosh, he just fell right over. You know that's how it goes. But uh, oh my goodness. Well, Stephanie Strickland, thanks for coming on and uh, and playing with us. Yeah. I know it's early where you were at, and you got up. And my goodness, do we appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure, guys. Thank All you right. so much for having me, as always. Well, nice. we'll uh, we'll see it. What are we doing this again? We've been we've we need two a sponsor. Weeks. We need a sponsor. So two weeks, we're we're coming back hopefully with a sponsor. Is that what we're saying? I, I maybe I'll be up in Maine, but I now have decent internet at my place up in Maine, so I'll be able to participate in the upcoming podcast if we I'm do it. Say I'll be there if I don't lose another bid trying to buy a new home. Yeah, there we Rick. Rick is Rick is soon He's to be homeless. He's in full retreat. You're in right. full full societal retreat. Well, hey. I heads down and I'm ready to roll right over somebody. Listen, I, <laughs> I, I, I know where you could get a good motorhome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a my bluebird. A bluebird. A bluebird butt. I know where there's a. It's in it's in Kansas, Rick. But yes. you know, is it a short one? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's. Miles and miles of fun yet to come on yes. that thing. But, Guido uh, owns it. It's Guido's. Yes, okay. you're going to love it. It's going to be great. We'll send it to you, Rick. It'll be worth it yes. to watch the no, YouTube I, videos. Sorry, now I have to go out and further prepare our house for showings because, you know, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're so <laughs> lovable, too. I Go look at a few other properties in a seller's market that are just lined up for another bidding war. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's now real you estate. You sound like the crotch of the old guy. <laughs> real estate deathmatch in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I have to pay 10 over for this thing? 10 well, over? Yeah. The one I lost on went 46,000 over. 46 grand over. Oh, Canadian. We are in yeah. the wrong business. We need to be building yes, houses. That's that's why I'm thinking maybe I should just get my license and go straight yeah. in this world. Yeah. Quit birthing turtles and get into real estate, Ricky P. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. I don't. That, what a picture. <laughs> <laughs>